0: This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available. Intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Okay, I know there are some of you out there in this listening community, maybe you are one of them, who is trying to decide when you should travel again. You've been thinking about taking off for maybe an extended trip, maybe indefinitely to do the whole nomad thing. And you're sitting there thinking, all right, well, this pandemic's going on. Should I just hang here and ride this out? Should I just take off and go? And if so, what does that mean? What is life like out there on the road during this time? And a lot of times on the podcast, I try to bring on guests and give advice and perspectives that can help you anytime, whether it's a pandemic or not. But this one is specifically about traveling right now. I just recorded it yesterday with two listeners of this show, Herman and Elizabeth. They were so kind to reach out and they took off in October of 2020 to do a long-term trip travel for a year uh, plans have changed a bit you'll hear about that in the interview and they've been doing the van life thing living in a van they've been doing some house sitting they're traveling around spain and portugal and i invited them on to share their experience now this show and, and what you hear from them is really a great snapshot in, into what it's like to travel Right now, or I would say in the near future as well. And some of the obstacles you might face, some of the things to consider, uh, really important. And you know, this thing could be going on at some level for the next who knows how long. So I do think this is an important episode for everybody to listen to if you're considering getting out there on the road. There, there's something for everybody here, even if you're just taking a two or three week trip or if you're going longer term. This is a great realistic current audio picture, (laughs) I guess, of what that looks like. And and really, going back to the word I said before, things that you should consider, at least be aware of, so you know, okay, if I'm going to take off and travel pretty soon, then yes, these are things I should know. These are things I should think about. These are the things that might help you make the decision. Now, this isn't an endorsement for traveling right now. This isn't against traveling right now. This is just one couple story, the reality of it, and a lot of good advice packed in here on what's going on. And and really also some interesting special things that happened to them that wouldn't happen as travelers in a non-pandemic time. You'll hear about uh, some of those experiences that they've had. And some of the things you might want to think about when it comes to your interests and how you might incorporate certain interests travel interests over other ones if you're going to travel during the pandemic yes traveling during the pandemic is it worth it should you do it should you not do it when should you go what should you consider it's all in today's episode and it's happening right now so buckle up strap in thanks for being here and welcome to the zero to travel podcast my friend
1: You're listening to the Zero to Travel Podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams.
0: And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Well, hello there. It's Jason here with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for hanging out. Letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. You heard it all at the top. This is what's happening today. And I thought this was really important. You know, as soon as I recorded this interview with Herman and Elizabeth, I said to myself, I have to put this out immediately. I have to get it out because I know a lot of you might be sitting there wondering if you should travel soon and i think the best thing as as i mentioned at the top to come out of this show is the general advice around the considerations that you, that you should weigh right because you're not going to have all of the answers if you go but it, as long as we're all aware of the the possibilities of of what might happen really on the ground what are some of the things that we we have to kind of just accept that are going to be a part of this and are we willing to accept those risks or those potential situations and only you can answer that question for yourself. So I'm curious how this lands with you. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, "Hey, I I, I don't know. You know, I've been I've been thinking about this. I, I don't know when the right time is or, you know, is it sooner than later?" I would just love to hear your thoughts on this specific show and what you came out of it with, you can send me an email anytime, jason at zero to travel.com. I'm also on Twitter at 0 to travel so I'm there. And I love to hear from listeners. So get in touch. Before we slip and slide into today's interview, I do want to remind you that Zero to Travel Premium Passport is now available and this month only you get it for $5 a month. So if you pay $5 a month, you get access to a private podcast feed where you're going to get exclusive content. There's a whole AMA section where you can ask me any question and I'm answering all the questions there for the community and the listeners there. And you can hear never before published content. For example, I just uploaded my entire five part How to Quit Your Job and Travel the World audio program that I put together That's in this feed, and it's so easy to sign up. And what it does, it also allows you to support the podcast. That's so helpful for me. You know, I've been running the show for over seven years, I've never done anything like this before. And with the professional editing and the amount of time I put into the show, I thought, you know what, hey, let me make something cool for all the listeners out there. And, you know, in exchange, you can give a little love to the podcast, support me as an independent creator, and You know, not just support me, but get something awesome for it. And that is Zero to Travel Premium Passports. If you go to to zerototravel.com slash premium, zerototravel.com slash premium, you can get all the details. And as a founding member, I'm doing a special pricing just this month for five bucks a month. At the end of this month, I'm going to be locking away... A bunch of the episodes. Sorry, I have 400 plus episodes right now. You're always going to have access here on the free feed to the newest episodes. Uh, so don't worry about that. We're going to have plenty of shows for you. You're always going to get the new ones. But if you want to access the archives, which is going to be 300 plus shows, you're also going to be able to get all of those shows on the premium podcast feed, zero to travel.com slash premium. If you want to support the show, hook it up. I would love to welcome you into that private podcast feed and community. It's a really cool thing. So please join up. Thanks for your time and stick around for the back end of this interview because I'm going to share a really cool quote I read yesterday that's about the most important trip you'll make in life. And I can leave it at that. I will tell you that It has nothing to do with going to any physical place. So I thought this was pretty powerful and cool. I'll share that with you at the end, and we'll have a little chat before I let you go. So now, enjoy today's interview segment, and I will see you on the other side, my friend. I'm uh, on the line with Herman and Elizabeth Vroom, uh, recent empty nesters who have been traveling in Europe since mid-October 2020, and in that time, they have flown from the U.S. to Amsterdam, bought a camper van, and traveled to Spain and Portugal while house-sitting along the way. They've done it all despite the pandemic, and when I got their email, they said, "'Maybe our story can spark others to look for ways to pursue their dreams rather than to be deterred by what may seem to be impossible.'" So I invited them to come on the show, and here they are. So Herman and Elizabeth, welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friends.
2: Thank you, Thank Jason. You Jason. <laughs> yeah, great to meet you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful that you volunteered to just come on and, and share your experiences. And certainly, you know, feel like the, the whole pandemic thing is winding down a bit, but at the same time seems like this is going to be with us for a while. I'm no doctor. I don't want to speculate or anything, but it's nice to talk to people that are out there traveling because those that are been kind of waiting for this moment, it just gives a sense of a bit what, what to expect and how it's been. So I do have to say when I was typing up some notes for you guys and I typed your last name, you have a really cool last name because the, the, uh, the emoji, like there's like a race car emoji that comes up. I'm like, oh, their last name's Room. That's really cool. I don't have an emoji with my name. So anyway, where did you guys meet? In
1: Zambia, Africa. We were there, wow, 1991 yeah. in Lusaka. And I was there as a fourth grade teacher.
2: And I was there as a mechanical engineer.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And we met on, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Hash House Harriers. They're runners. It's running groups. that expats join that, in. Yeah, that sounds
0: familiar. What did, where did that start?
1: I don't, we don't know if it's Australia or England. We, we've we actually been discussing yeah, We should look. I, th- I think in Malaysia,
2: yeah. maybe even, that yeah. is where they first started doing it. And, you know, it spread in the expat community as a mm-hmm. as a way for people to just meet and bond when they're when they are abroad.
1: But the one in Lusaka was great because it had not just a group of expats, but a group of Zambians as well. And you would meet on the weekend and someone would set out a paper trail and you'd run through the bush and there was like, Anyway, it's fun. it's
2: it's it's yeah, fun. there's drinking involved. so
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I think my friend told me about it, who lived in Japan for a while and he did it there. And that was the first I heard about it. But I really haven't talked to anybody else who's who's done it. what What is it called again?
1: The hash house
0: harriers h h
1: h. yeah. And what's really interesting is we did look it up in when we were in Spain. but again, with the with the pandemic, we wouldn't go join a, a group like that in yeah. the, the situation. But normally, if we were traveling, we would have looked up that group and then join them for a run. And you immediately have a group of people that you meet that enjoy being outside. There's runners and walkers. And it's a really fun way to meet people.
2: Yeah, we were we, we were out in this like tiny little village out in Spain in Andalusia. Yeah. And, um, you know, just really close by, there was a hash group.
1: That was, that was very active. <laughs>
2: it, it used to be very active, but they, yeah, you should see the pictures. Anyways, um, they had some really wild Christmas parties, yeah. that's all I can say. But um, they they were not really meeting anymore because of uh, the pandemic and because of the lockdowns that were in place at that time, um, and uh, yeah. So unfortunately, we haven't been able to to pursue that as a, as a way to meet people. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's I think the biggest downside or the things things that we had to struggle with most is that with the pandemic, the limited ways to interact with people people you meet um, on the trip.
1: My, my favorite, we've had a couple of great interactions with people, but they're very limited. You could count on two hands how many people we've actually really gotten to speak with or spend time with at all during the whole time we've been traveling because it, yeah. it, it's been pandemic and lockdown pretty much everywhere the whole time. Um, I got to know the goat herd at the, the house. We were house sitting in in Cherry Valley Street <laughs> and um, practice my Spanish with him, which was really neat. And actually we ended up exchanging Christmas treats and I baked him some American things. And it was, it was really fun. He brought by local goods that, and told us about where things to see in the area where he'd grown up about his family. So that was yeah. a really neat interaction. And, yeah,
0: as you guys know, I mean, one of the big joys of travel, of course, is getting out and meeting people and doing things. And in this environment, it's not so easy to do all that. Is it worth it? If you were giving somebody advice right now, like, "Hey, should I wait to go traveling, or should I get it going?" What do you think,
2: Elizabeth? Um, she took a year leave of absence as a teacher, and that was with a plan to go and travel. That know. was
1: before before, that the, was pandemic. before
2: the pandemic <laughs> hit, and um, so then. COVID came along and it was like, okay, what are we going to do? And so initially we were like, it looks like there's going to be very limited or no travel possible. So let's, um, let's revoke
1: the leave of absence. But then it turned out that that wasn't possible because it was April, probably by the time we we started teaching virtually in March last year Hmm. and in our school district. And so in April, after spring break, I spoke to the school district and said, I think we'd rather hold off for a year with my leap. And they're like, ah, the, we've already put into motion, who's taking your position. And I would have had to apply for a different job. And I,
0: sorry, that seems a little unreasonable from, I know you won't say it, but that's a little,
1: it was, it Come was on. An, I mean, I could, yeah. I probably could have fought it, but we were also, I was definitely ready. This was something that we'd been really looking forward to and had planned um, for a couple of years, really, we, yeah. um, had been planning to do it, and so in the end, we were like, "Let's just see what we can do instead of looking at what we can't do." And we mm. just moved forward, and it's been it's been amazing. And I would say, as far as sharing whether other people should travel or not, I think if you really love outdoors and are okay with, like, our experience has been about exploring things we wouldn't have normally gotten to see. It's been a really different kind of trip as a result. And we have done so much mountain biking and hiking and outdoor things.
2: And, and we've had so many like private tours of people's homes and, and uh, musea and, you know, a museum, we would get to a museum and they would say, oh, we haven't had a visitor for like two weeks. Mm. And, <laughs> and, and so th-
1: literally we had in, uh, you want to tell about Galera. That yeah, was that's Galera. In, in Galera, Spain, we had this two-day unbelievable time where we ended up seeing three different things with private tours by mm-hmm. local folks.
2: Yeah, we went to visit a, a necropolis um, the there.
1: Necropolis de Tutugi.
2: The Tutugi and the, the lady who was uh, managing that, uh, that museum. She gave us a private tour and then she was like, Oh, you know, these are the other things you really should see in this area. You you, do you want? Can I um, contact the people who are um, over there to make sure that they're going to be there so they can visit? So she arranged everything. So she arranged that there was somebody going to be there who gave us like a private tour.
1: They actually opened up the local museum for us at hours they wouldn't have been open with somebody just so that we could actually Mm. go visit. And I mean, just that, it was, um, that was amazing. And it's an area I think people would normally not even spend, like tourists, especially from far away, probably wouldn't get there.
2: Yeah, they they might have gone to Granada and maybe Guadix, you know, but these were like sites that were so worthwhile visiting and so amazing. That whole region there, they have applied to become a UNESCO World Heritage Site, mm. And uh, it's totally worth it because there's all these prehistoric remains and, and graves. And so yeah. we actually have been able to pursue our interest in um, in um, prehistoric locations and we, cultures. Um,
1: and the neatest thing, too, is we're both travel. we're both learning Spanish. We've been studying in preparation for this trip for a couple of years, but yeah. still not speaking, not really getting to speak in, in that those trips, all of the the guides that met with us, we were all masked up and outside and six feet apart and all of that, but they spoke Spanish. I mean, right. and we, our tours were in Spanish and it was really amazing to, to do. We had another situation where um, our camper broke down because we're when we're traveling, we're in a- um, A the camper van. Yeah, 19, when is it from? Maybe. We bought a secondhand camper van and it's named Sam, the Sprinter Adventure Mobile and
0: we um, nice we broke,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, the, the, the thing that we didn't realize is we had made this plan to buy this van. Um, and when we came over, um, we landed in Amsterdam, we rented a car, went straight to a van that, where we had an option on buying it, checked it out, decided to buy, and then found out that we actually couldn't buy a van. Because we were not, we were not uh, currently
1: residents in in the Netherlands. Netherlands.
0: This was my next question. How did you get around that? Because that's a problem.
2: (laughs) Ah, So that's, that's where it pays off if you have a daughter who is going to college there.
0: Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) so
2: she now is the proud owner of a van that she doesn't even know how to drive. She calls
1: it her house on wheels and she can't drive a stick shift. (laughs) (laughs) But... So, we're borrowing. We have official letter, and we're borrowing her her camper. and um you know, the we did the insurance and all the payments, and she's had to help us out with some of the the paperwork. But mm. um, that's that's how we got around that. And it's, yeah, it is something that is tricky to be able to buy a vehicle over here. We ran into another couple when we did exchange for housing this couple from Gambia who had been stuck in Spain for three months after a wedding, they couldn't get home. And finally things opened up and we took Mm -hmm. over house sitting for them. And they had bought in on the Isle of Jersey where they're from, I think it was Jersey. They had bought a 500 Euro car to get them through the three months. And they basically sold it when they got to the airport and they talked about, yeah, just, that was pretty
0: neat to hear their story. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're not the only ones who are doing this Jason.
0: Yeah. No, well, that's true, but maybe not too many others. I mean, when you get a private museum tour here and there, and yeah, you know, that that's pretty rare. But I, I liked what you said before, Elizabeth. Just to use some of your words, you said something along the lines of maybe I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it was focus on what you can do instead of what you can't do, and I think that philosophy combined with your interests or maybe part of your interests. So like you mentioned the outdoor thing. So maybe uh, the person that wants to travel right now is listening to this. Doesn't just want to have outdoor adventures all the time, but maybe that's something they like to do. And if they're going to take a trip during COVID, maybe it's about embracing that part of, of who you are and what you like and combining that with looking through the lens of, Hey, all right, what are some of the things that I can do? And, and then just, you know, being satisfied with the, the interactions that you do have. Right? Like, we know, might not be easy to go and have the normal stuff, but that doesn't mean there are no interactions, right? This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Recently, I went out for tacos, and it wasn't even Friday. Yes, we have Taco Friday in Norway. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. This episode of Zero to Travel is presented by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. From muddy jungle paths and snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has the capability to take you to some of the most epic destinations on earth. We're excited to partner with Nissan because our listeners know we love to celebrate the joy of exploring the world and finding the best off the beaten path destinations to visit. And there's no better vehicle for that than the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent four x four is built for even the most epic journeys and it even has the best towing capacity in its class up to six thousand pounds and enjoy the ride along the way. Learn more at nissanusa.com. Also, also, if you
2: look on the flip side, I mean, if we would have stayed home, what would our life this year have been like, right? That's a good question. It's not as if, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have been, you know, meeting a whole bunch of people and have had a real yeah. rich social life. Yeah. Uh, it's not so really I, any different. There, I don't right? think it's
1: that different. We're just in a different location that way. and And, and each time one of those Things like that, that town where we ended up getting to see the three three outdoor museums privately was amazing. It's such a gift, and you get such a high from it. It's like so incredible. We went to the Castello Blanco in yeah. the, uh, Veles Blanco. We went to um, a Moorish ca- castle, it was only about, I would say, 35, 40 minutes from where we were house sitting. And again, there, the lady who was at the front, we were the only visitors. And so people take time for you. They're excited to see you.
2: Right. They're so, so happy, so, you know. Yeah, The museum, local museum there in um, Phyllis Blanco too, we we went in there and there was, there's a person just sitting there. Sitting
1: there by herself. And she's still paid, I guess, to go and sit and do things around the museum, but there are no visitors, right. <laughs> or very few. And so again, they're just, it and a lot of another thing that's been very interesting is um to to me at least is that a lot of the things we've visited in spain were free yeah like the art museum
0: but that that aren't normally free but they are because of what's going on or yeah
1: i don't know i mean they even even the paid things have been very inexpensive like Mm -hmm. really a couple of euros maybe i mean i'm used to In Seattle, if I went to the Museum of Art, I'm going to be paying $15 or $12 or something. And the museums, the art museum we went to was free. And the castle, they didn't charge. And they would have normally charged at the castle. And then... um,
2: And also, a lot of museums are actually free if you're a European uh, citizen.
1: So Herman would be free, but I wouldn't. Yeah. normally but again they've just been like
2: then, oh, then they just waived you know, that it was for them you know anyway it, and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered i mean otherwise it would have been what a euro 50 or two euros for yeah. an entrance into your mm. museum
0: yeah it sounds like some of these experiences are unique to the times in some ways and again all of this we say all of this with the with the usual uh preface of hey, be safe be smart you know We're we're not, uh, you're just sharing your honest experience out there on the road right now. And that was kind of one of the big reasons I wanted to bring you on. It's like, Hey, let's just get a real time snapshot of, of what's happening out there in terms of uh, traveling during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And I have
1: to say, because of the pandemic, when we come somewhere new, like when we arrived at this house, one of the first things that I'm doing in the first couple of days is where's the local hospital, right? Just so you know,
0: that's a good, uh, tip I'd say just yeah just planning out the sort of worst case scenarios a little bit it doesn't take too much time yeah, yeah yeah
2: but you know to to be quite honest I, I think our social interactions have been far fewer than if we would have stayed at home yeah. um, so you know we we really feel that we're being very responsible in that that way we limit our, the times that we go to the, to the stores, you know, like once a week, we do grocery shopping and, and that's it.
1: We try to make it seven to 10 days um, on the groceries. So yeah, yeah. that's, and then when we're traveling between places, we're really by ourselves, we're just parking. Um, we use uh, park for a night. Yeah. as a app. And um, we've slept in some of the most amazing spots, but again, the, you don't see a lot of other people out there with campers right now. There's we, in one area we saw, what city was that? That
2: was uh, on the Spanish coast, um, close to Alicante. Um, we were parking somewhere along a stretch of the beach. That is a very well known place for people to park. And there were 30 campers there. We
1: were really surprised because we hadn't seen anyone for so long. And to see this area with so many campers was,
2: Mm.
1: was interesting. And from all over they were French and German and, um,
2: Czech Republic and Slovakian Banish, of and mm. Hungarian and yeah, mm. lots of different nationalities.
0: What about the, it sounds like you guys are maybe doing some house sitting or home exchanges or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'm just wondering, yeah, what are you doing in, in regards to that? And how has been, how has the response been? Is it harder to find those opportunities easier? What do you think?
2: It. I think it's easier um, because, um, there, is now, there are now a lot of properties here in this region that are British-owned. and This is uh, how for house-sitting? Yeah. yeah, in, okay. yeah, in
0: house Spain sitting. and yeah. Portugal. Yeah. yeah, Spain
2: and Portugal. Because a lot of the British, because of Brexit, um, there are a lot of British who have to basically give up their property in Spain and
0: Portugal. Oh, wow. So, really? They have to sell it or they're not allowed to go... They they feel like they because they're restricted in a n- number of
2: days that they can be in in Spain oh, I see. Okay, uh, because yes. they're going to be out of the Schengen yeah, area. Makes sense. So okay. so then instead of being able to be there here, you know, for most of the year, all of a sudden they can only be here thirty days at a time,
0: mm.
2: or a th- sorry, three months at a time. Um, right. So for for a lot of them, it's not worth it anymore, so and they're selling. Um, There's there's
1: another layer to it, too, because there's been um, lockdowns between countries that have been on and off again. Like, I mean, our trip trying to get to Spain was we were just looking at everything online that we could find um, about what was happening with COVID and the border closings. And we ended up having to travel through France way faster than we wanted to like in three days because the borders were going to close between France and Spain. Allegedly, Allegedly, you know, that
2: that was one of the struggles was to find out what is, you know, just um, uh, a newspaper article that kind of like touches on the highlights of what's going on versus Mm. what the nitty-gritty details are of what is allowed, what's not allowed. And so we kind of like hedged on the safe side with our plans, but we always had like a backup plan yeah. because we knew when we started driving, we didn't know if we were going to be able to cross through Belgium even uh, to begin with. And then it was like, OK, when we got to the border of France, is, is there going to be a roadblock? Are we going to you yeah. know, be interrogated? What, what the heck we're doing yeah. and stuff like that? What mm-hmm. kind of paperwork do we need? And And if we're going to be turned around there, what are we going to do? What's our backup plan? So we always had a backup plan, a fallback plan, um, so that we knew that we had something else to look forward to in case what we're trying to do was not going to work out. Yeah, and
1: um, where the first place we actually ran into um, sort of challenges was crossing from Spain into Portugal for this house set. And um,
2: because that happened when um, just at the most recent lockdown, when Portugal was like the worst country in the world as far as new they, cases and they right. shut down the borders totally. So and, that and then was, we were
1: due to be here and we, we were, were like, supposed mm, to mm, get there and it was
2: like, hey, how the heck are we going to get into Portugal? So um, with the owner, they knew that we may might not be able to get to the house at all yeah uh you know and we said we'll just give it a try we'll do our best and and
1: we did run into a blockade one of the borders was completely closed and they actually had cement blocks you could not drive through the 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 road from Spain into Portugal Hmm. and then we went to the other border and we were we had um a contract for the house sitting and um information we didn't actually have uh valid covid test results which they could have asked for we yeah. figured we might be turned around for that but we had a contract with sign signatures and such that we were coming to house sit and after a little discussion we were let through but it yeah. was really a discussion and then we had yeah. to arrange um proof that the house owner owned the house in the paperwork that was signed so we actually oh, had okay. to get a, some other paperwork afterwards wow yeah.
0: Where are you finding the house sitting gigs just uh that was Mind My House. Yeah,
2: yeah. We we looked at, before we started this journey, this this travel, we looked at all the different house sitter uh, platforms, and we just found on Mind My House by far the most listings that fit what we were looking for in, in the house sits. Um, so Trusted House Sitters has a lot of house sits, but a lot of those were shorter term, and we are looking for longer term. Um, we were looking uh, mostly in Spain and, and uh, Portugal, maybe Italy. Okay. And, uh,
1: and Nomador has a lot as well, which was that's but we have just been kind of watching the other sites. But we just joined Mind my, my House and um, that I set up a quick website so people could know more about us because we'd never done it before. We've always been the ones having house sitters at our homes. <laughs> and so it was it was different to be putting ourselves out there. Um, yeah. It's been great. It's been, a, we we didn't know how we would like doing the house sitting. Right. We love it. It's, it's a really. And I,
2: I think especially now also with COVID because um, with all the restrictions, you know, it's nice to have a safe place to come back to. And just to be in a van, especially in the wintertime,
0: <laughs> you know. is right. it, You're not even sure if you're going to be able to cross borders or where you can go and yeah yeah, had, yeah yeah
1: we had some cold nights a couple of them with
0: anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what they don't tell you you know when
2: they show the the great clips about like van life is the, is the smelly wet laundry and stuff <laughs> like that you know when it's like pouring rain outside and
0: yeah instagram doesn't have a smell it feature no, no it it if it not, did, travel would be a lot less sexy yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, having a heater in the winter was a having really big a thing. Yeah, how, do you, how did you like having house sitters? I'm, I'm only asking this question because I'm thinking about getting a dog. <laughs> and also, I feel like there are people listening who, you know, they have pets or other things, and maybe they want to have the flexibility of going and traveling for an extended period of time like you are. But that's a little bit of a, an obstacle as well, and and they've never let somebody into their home in that way. So,
2: yeah. So that's the thing is we actually never used a formal house sitting platform. Oh, I, I wish we had known about it because it, we've always like paid for people to sit in our house. In we've, our house, we've
1: spent so much because we traveled with our kids growing up because they're dual citizens. We would go over to the Netherlands every summer from four to six weeks for. 10, 15 years, we've been doing this. And every year is a scramble of who's going to take care of the dog and the chickens.
0: Okay. So you've done this many times.
1: We've done this many times. We actually have all our notes pre-made for the house sitter. Like they're all the information is Mm -hmm. printed in there. And Herman became a master of drip irrigation for the garden. So that that was less work for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, now that we've been, Frequenting these websites, I am amazed at how many house sits are coming up in the United States, and
2: mm-hmm. I just
1: think it's it's such a great. It's, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. It really is, and people who are doing the house sitting, they want to do well. They want to have a good review. It's um, so yeah. I, I, it's yeah, but really it's
2: a also nice because you have that uh, people get uh, reviews afterwards. So you can read about the experiences both of the house sit and of the house sitter. Yeah. And um, you know, so it, you you're you're not dealing with, oh, we're gonna try this person and hope it works out. Yeah. You know, because you kind of know based right. on the reviews they've gotten, you know, what, what the reputation is.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's great. And it's interesting to hear that the opportunities are still there. And sounds like just going back to what you said before, the the advice of having a backup plan. And also I, I think some of us as travelers we're used to kind of just, you know, going with the flow, being like, all right, hey, you know, how long should we spend here? I don't know. You know, all right, well, I'm feeling like our time in France is up. Let's just mosey on over to Spain or whatever. And right now, that's not really... You should really need to kind of stay on top of what's going on with the borders and visiting government websites and, and really having your head around where you, you might be going next and understanding that there might be obstacles that, that are going to change your plans. And flexibility, of course, can help. But in your case, if you have uh, some kind of house-sitting commitment or something, you know, if you, just open communication, I suppose, and them knowing
1: being really honest with the uh, homeowners. And um, right now we have a our next house, it would be in France. And we've spoken to the family that we would be coming to be more of caretakers in the garden and they will be living and working in their house. And there's a separate house on the property and they just need some help because they have a lot of pets. They have five dogs and
0: mm, two big donkeys. Garden
1: and yeah, and they have goats. <laughs> and, <sighs> you know, so, but they know that we might not, be able to make it
0: yeah Um, sure
1: right so we've just and the other really surprising thing has been meeting people online as a result of the house sitting Mm. we've spoken to people in so many cool places as a result of talking to people about house sitting like um, a couple in Panama that we're hoping to go house sit for maybe next year and we've met them through mind my house and then taken the conversation off you know, off of that website and and are in touch so that when we go to Panama, we'll be able to look them up. And um, we've had somebody in Italy has invited us to come along and just visit Mm. as a result of looking into house sitting. And and another group in France, as we cross the Pyrenees, there's a couple we can't house sit for because it doesn't work, but they've invited us to come park and meet them. And and, Yeah, uh, Yeah, so it's it's like
0: this community. It's a really
1: neat community. Yeah, yeah.
0: Very cool. Again, going back to that question, everybody can only answer it for themselves traveling at this moment in time. Is it worth it? And I think you guys gave a lot of great perspectives around helping people decide if it is for them and and, and maybe some powerful questions they can ask themselves to to consider it for the person listening that's like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, because not everybody wants to sit around and wait till it's over because we don't know how long it's going to go. And and, and to your point, you know, no matter where you are, you kind of have to deal with it whether you're at home or on the road. It's just a different set of circumstances on the road, I would say, and, and maybe a few more unknowns. But even at home, there's a lot of, and we don't know what's happening week to week. I know they just locked down in, in Norway here a little bit extra this last week. And and that just, these announcements just happened. So it's a, it's a crazy time. I want to talk about the genesis of the trip for you guys. This is always a fascinating thing for me. And I think for listeners to understand where you were at in your lives, when you decided to, are you taking a year off? Is that is that what you're doing, or is this an indefinite thing, or is it sort of shh, turning into? just it did. Into off. It okay. off the press. Okay. Got, okay. Got, All right. I got the. I got the beat. Exclusive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we were listening to your podcast yesterday, and um,
0: we got good advice. We got yeah.
1: good advice. <laughs>
2: oh, that's
1: but, good. Uh, anyway, it's been. I'm. I'm 55 and I have been teaching for a really long time and it was, so it's been a question as to whether or not I would be coming back from the leave. Of of course, that wasn't something I spoke with my colleagues really about. Um, I just did all the paperwork officially, but I had to decide by February if I would be going back to work. And so okay. we left not knowing if I was going to return to my job or not. And mm. um, we've had such an amazing experience and had a lot of time together, which we normally wouldn't have right. to really talk about um, sort of life goals. And, and as a result, we've decided that I'm not going back to work and we're yeah. going to continue
2: traveling. Wow. Yeah. Just, so, congratulations. Just, you know, growing, <laughs> so. you know, yeah. Through life, you know, you, you start to, you get to know each other, you know, when you first meet and you're very excited and, and it's just the two of you. And then you, then you start careers and you, you start to have a family. We and, have three
1: wonderful kids. Yeah and, yeah. and,
2: you know, so you, you don't have that much intense time anymore together. Um, well,
1: we didn't, I think other people maybe carve it out, but we. Yeah. But we that, didn't. that
2: would only be yeah. like in small, smaller sections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um So this, you know, anyway, it's, it's this kind of lifestyle only works if you really get along well together. (laughs) And so we have to figure that one out, see if that still worked.
0: Would you love to have an incredible cup of coffee every day? I've tried it all. I've done the pour over, I've done the French press, but I tasted an AeroPress coffee many years ago and immediately I was sold. I had to get one AeroPress is a patented three-in-one brew technology. This combines the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press all into one compact portable device built for travel or home. I love things you can use in both places. This device has over 55,000 five-star reviews in over 60 countries. AeroPress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. I've owned one for so many years. I don't even remember how long it's been. And they are under 50 bucks, So they also make an exceptional gift, thoughtful, proven, tasty, and travel-oriented. Who wouldn't love that? Now, you get 20% off just for being a listener of this show at aeropress.com slash zero to travel. That's aeropress, A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash zero to travel. That will save you 20% on checkout. Thanks to Aeropress for supporting today's show. on an incredible journey through morocco together with me sign up over there at zero to com slash trip to get all the details thanks for listening and hope to see you there <laughs> do we still love each other let's go find out let's go to spain and find out yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it's actually the preparation
1: part it was the most challenging yeah. um, part of it for us in relationship wise because there was so much stress with the renting our main home and getting rid of things and sure. moving, getting our kids set up to be independent. and
2: so that, Yeah, they still
0: aren't, but you know. <laughs>
1: we, we talk with them pretty much every day, you mm-hmm. know, the younger ones.
0: Yeah. What do they think about this? The parents out on the road type thing? You
1: know, our, our middle daughter has just bent over backwards, trying to make sure we could do this. And mm-hmm. just they, all three kids are super supportive and, to the point that they they really want want us to have this time um Mm -hmm. and they're they've been so helpful like with just all the paperwork on their end and the bills and things that they've been shuffling for us and um you know not having us there when they really need us there which has been recently kind of tough because our daughter got quite ill at the same time as my dad and Mm -hmm. we were in the beginning of this year and And
2: that that really has been our biggest challenge you know with with covid because of covid you cannot say oh you know wow things are not going that well let's i would have been on the plane you know go home right (laughs) but but you can't you cannot just hop on the plane get home and 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 be there
0: right yeah and that's and that's another thing to consider it's, oh, that's a huge it's, one. That's the biggest It's
1: the biggest one, the biggest one yeah. of all. I mean, when, yeah. when our daughter was really sick, it, it would have been okay, except that we have such a great support system in place for them back home. And so friends and other family were checking in and um you know, we skyped into uh doctor's appointment if we could, and it's just it's been uh but she's better and yeah, and uh yeah. we're all through that that mm. bit. But that's the part where you it would have been 17 days if we had even gotten on the plane that day to be able to see her
0: um, again because of
1: all the the quarantine and the three days of before travel testing. So you can't just get there.
0: No. Yeah, Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a big one we didn't hit on actually until just now is that's a, that has to be, like you said, maybe your top consideration. Okay. If uh, if I need to get back, am I okay with the scenario being X, Y, or Z? And that can change, of course, you know, you could leave on a trip and, and you could say, all right, well, if I get back, it's only going to take five days, but then they implement a 10 day quarantine and you have to just kind of assume the worst, right? So, um, that's, and a, if, if,
1: if important. the person on the other end is actually immunocompromised, you, you're really, um, it's, you're not going to see them for those 17 days. It's, uh, you know, yeah. so anyway, well, I think we're, we're thankful.
0: Yeah. For you, Elizabeth, just going back to the job thing, I think it was a nice, it's nice that you were able to take this, sabbatical which is something that anybody can consider not every job will allow it but it's certainly something you can always ask for right if you're if you're employed or even if you have your own business and and you could just kind of maybe take a self-imposed one but then you kind of had the time to to feel it out and explore and then make a decision later and that's in some ways maybe the ideal circumstances to kind of like a test drive you know Right. To understand the reality of it now. Uh, on the other hand, Herman, you had it You had it different, right? Did, did you have to sell your business or did you have to kind of cut ties? Elizabeth, every year, you know, was
2: saying, oh, you know, I want to take a break. I want to take a break. And Can't we just go? And it was just before the summer, you know, because of a year of teaching other things. I, you know can't we just go so, be somewhere else next year after the summer and i yeah. sa- would say you know well, that's not really possible i've got a business you know kids are in school um there's always reasons why it it's what not was your light, business right. just i, I was uh, a landscaper
0: okay so that's very physical like you have to be there doing it
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you cannot say manage that remotely from my my laptop you right. know and, um, and the,
1: yeah it's, and the trick was he had established clients and we would still take four to six weeks to travel to the netherlands and that was already really a hard thing right. for him to organize every year
0: right because that's one of the peak seasons right i mean it's, uh, yeah. yeah 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 and i would invariably you
2: lose some of my customers over the mm-hmm. summer um yeah because I wasn't there. So I knew that if I was just going to take a year off, you know, anyway, that was not that was not an option. So I, I decided that I would close my business and take the, the time to uh, get everything ready so that Elizabeth would be able to take the time off and so that we could do this thing together.
0: Was that hard? Was that a hard decision? Were scary or letting, let, letting that go?
2: No, actually not because I know that if we would have come back and i wanted to pick up pick it back up i had a real good relationship with my customers and even if i wouldn't be able to get the same customers i would be able to get back into that yeah so i wasn't too concerned Mm -hmm. yeah it it's something else to deal with but it's not the end of everything right
0: yeah there's always a
2: a backup plan
0: yeah i mean it's important to remember it's not always easy to let go of things because you don't know what's on the other side, but letting go is a big part of the, Hey, I'm going to travel for an extended period of time process, right? You got to let go of some things.
1: And Jason, you asked about the catalyst for the trip. And I really think a lot of it is, I mean, we both are adventurers. We've enjoyed traveling in our, when we met, we we met in a foreign country, but really I think a big piece of the catalyst for this trip is, was losing uh, a number of people in short succession that were very close to us and mm. what being a part of uh, just realizing how short life is. Yeah. And, and um yeah, so that, that was definitely another piece of it, of, of the decision to go. Yeah.
2: Re- realizing that, it, you know, these are things we want to do in our life. Yeah. And to then by default, people will think, oh, I'll get around to doing that when I'm retired or when I'm, you know, this or that, but you don't know how long you have. Right. And, and so if there is an opportunity to pursue something different, you know, and you it's something you're really passionate about, then why not, you know, why keep deferring it?
0: Uh, Do you regret not doing it sooner, you
2: guys, or...
1: Uh, No, our, our children have been a part of that decision. Like we did when they were growing up, we did one year where I did a sabbatical and I went and taught in the Netherlands and the kids went to school there for that one year. So we've done that before, but we were, we were asking my son, who's the youngest, the last three or four years every at that summer time when I would ask him, okay, do you want to, you know, do you want to keep it in high school here? Would you like to go yeah, somewhere else? Yeah. Poor kid. He was just like, let me finish high school.
0: Mm-hmm. So here. so, like,
2: so the moment he finished, we were out of there. <laughs> so, um, we, we didn't wait around. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as we were empty nesters, we basically hit the, hit the road.
0: Yeah. And, very uh, cool. I,
2: I mean, that was a pretty good compromise between what we, might've wanted to do and and what was, we believe in the best interest of our children and our family.
1: We stayed, we stayed put for the better part of uh, 18 years on the Island and where we live. And um, yeah, Yeah. the kids were all able to attend the local schools and graduate from the high school. Um, They did their one year abroad in the Netherlands.
0: Yeah. Uh, One, one last question. What is the most surprising thing you've learned about each other uh, having gotten the chance to spend this time together on, on this trip so far.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, I'm. Um, for me, it's rediscovering, um, what Elizabeth is the kind of person Elizabeth is when wow. she does, is not totally right? stressed out. <laughs> you know, she's, <laughs> a- she's really come from, I think a, a, a very low place. Um, you know, she's a very energetic person, but, um,
1: my friends call me the energizer bunny, but yeah. did you
2: say you got
0: your spark back in some ways? Huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 And and more flexibility, you know, it's like, she was like a rubber band that's stretched to the limit. Yeah. And, and so then there's not much give, you know, so yeah. it's, things have become much better that way.
1: Yeah. And for me, it's just sort of rediscovering the sense of humor. I, I think I'd stopped laughing, um, in, our relationship, and we are just having a really fun time together, yeah. and it's that's been just it's been miraculous to have this time to kind of reconnect and yeah. share things that we like to do together. Yeah.
2: Despite all the difficulties, you know, and and that's the thing. Once you reestablish your flexibility and your your humor, um, then you can take all these right hard situations that we have to deal with much easier.
0: Yeah. Oh, you guys have given me chills a couple times in, during this conversation. That's always appreciated. You're so sweet. And uh, I'm so happy for you both. It's just the, you know, making it happen. And now you've decided to kind of keep your show on the road, which is super exciting. And I, I hope you come through here at some point. It'd be nice to sit down and, and chat in person. Hope we can all do that pretty soon. And yeah, um, yeah just and a lot get of- the dog. Yeah, she get the dog. Let's see. I don't know. You know, I want to take a I wanna take at least a year with the family to travel around. So that's a little I don't know, but
1: Yeah, there there are a number of those kind of houses out there where people are nine months to a year because they're okay. pets. It's possible then. Yeah. Huh? It is yeah. possible. But then I you can't rent them. your
0: house out. That's kind of a bummer. No,
1: that's that's true. You yeah. wouldn't be able to that's Yeah. No, nope, yeah. then you should hold hmm. off. If you need the rental income from your house, you'll Maybe. need
0: to hold off. I don't know. I we'll <laughs> see. I don't know. Either way, I, you guys gave us I think a lot of great perspectives and ideas just uh, for people that are considering right now. And, 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 even outside of now, I think, you know, just hearing about how, you know, things like house sitting and, and getting a van and all these things are possible to, to kind of extend your time on the road and make it more affordable and make it safe. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing. So, uh, I so appreciate that you guys just kind of volunteered, uh, and reached out and, and decided to just come on and provide some value to, to us. I know you have a website just for fun, but if you want to share it, if people want to kind of check out your travels, do you want to share any links or anything like that, uh, where people can find you?
1: Sure. We could, I, I we could put our, we have a blog and then our house sitting website, which, is helpful. Actually, I think if, if somebody's thinking about house sitting, I've found the website to be really helpful for reaching out to people. Mm. So we'd be happy to share both of those.
0: Yeah, cool. We can put it in the show notes. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. 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 You have them actually we have them. Yeah. It's
1: a, yeah and yeah. the blog is a personal blog, but it does have a lot of travel tips in it and discoveries. Mm. So
0: awesome. Well, so nice. So nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for your time and uh, we'll hopefully chat again soon.
1: Yeah. Okay. Take care. Thank you, Jason.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. There you have it. Thank you to Herman and Elizabeth for stopping by and sharing their experience right now. Again, I I wanted to rush this out the door, this episode, and get it to you because I know there are a lot of people out there bouncing things around. So let me know what you thought. Jason at ZeroToTravel.com is my email. And if you have something share with the community. You might want to consider either coming on the show or just dropping me an audio message. You can always send me a note and get in touch. Again, this started with an email because they did say, and I quoted this in the beginning, maybe our story can spark others to look for ways to pursue their dreams rather than to be deterred by what may seem to be impossible. And I think what they were referring to is not just the the overall idea of taking off to travel, but with everything that's going on in the world right now. So, Maybe it's some value to add. Maybe you want to get in touch and just say hi. Please reach out. I'm going to share this quote with you in just a moment. It's about the most important trip you'll make in life. First, a reminder. If this show has in any way helped you expand your mind or improve your life or travel in some way, then please check out Premium Passport. Uh, it's at zerototravel.com slash premium. This gives you a chance to get something amazing, which is a private podcast feed and community with bonus episodes and exclusive content and 300 plus shows in the archives, while giving me a little tiny bit of love each month. Right now, the founding member price is 5 bucks a month. It's a a cup of coffee a month, essentially. And I'm going to run that special founding member's price until the end of the month. So... Uh, this is really a win-win and super easy to sign up. And with two taps, you get access to this private feed, exclusive content, and all this good stuff. And there's an AMA area where you can ask me questions and I'll answer your questions personally. A lot of cool stuff going on here. And it's a great way to support the show and connect more with listeners in this community. So please check it out. So travel.com slash premium. And you get access to Premium Passport as a founding member and unlock a bunch of potentially life-changing episodes, and all of the in-depth interviews that you love. It's all there. ZeroToTravel.com slash premium. Thank you so much for checking it out and for supporting, dare I say, your favorite travel podcast? (laughs) I'm going to say it. Maybe it's not, but anyway, I I like to think maybe it is. Who knows? Okay. I love y'all. I love y'all. I'm just saying. All right, let me read this quote. It is from Swami, uh, these these names are tough to pronounce, Shvara Bharati. I read this yesterday from my little Wisdom of the East calendar, which I, I love, always a great way to kickstart my day. And the Swami said, the most important trip you'll make in life is the trip into meditation where you go nowhere. Now, not everybody meditates. I don't sit down and meditate every day. Sometimes I do. But I walked around the lake near my house, for example, today. That's meditation to me. You know, just time away from screens where you can walk around and you're not distracted by all of the craziness that's surrounding us every day with the digital 24-7 news cycle and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? So don't take this quote as meditation where you're sitting cross-legged and you have your hands up and just... mm, and bliss. But I, I think what this means is, to me at least, is just that idea of, of giving yourself space to check in with yourself. It's the inner journey, right? Going back to the quote, the most important trip you'll make in life is the trip into meditation, where you go nowhere. It just struck me, right? That really with the inner journey, you take that everywhere, yet you don't have to go anywhere to experience so many things. And I find that when you travel you get a little bit more space. You get the physical space, so that physical space sometimes away from everything, being on the move, gives you more mental space too. But if you're not on the move, we can do this at home too. We can take these important inner journeys and we can quote unquote travel without going anywhere. Kind of cool. Okay, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Smile. Take a chance today, do something for yourself. Treat yourself. Whatever that means to you. And thanks for listening. I'll see you next time, my friend. Peace and love to you.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by
2: ZeroTotravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.